Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Monday, October 2nd. On this date in 1970, one of two chartered twin-engine planes flying the Wichita State University football team to Utah crashed into a mountain in Colorado. The crash killed 31 of the 40 people on board. On this date in 1971, Soul Train went into national syndication. A year after its premiere on local TV in Chicago, its creator and host, Don Cornelius, wished viewers peace, love, and soul. And here's your trivia question on this Monday. On this date, way back in 1959, Rod Serling's The Twilight Zone premiered on CBS. Two actors, Burgess Meredith and Jack Klugman, tied in the number of appearances they made in memorable episodes. How many episodes did each of them appear in? I'll have that answer coming up. But first... Let's check your forecast over at the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. All right, good Monday morning to you, meteorologist Joey Sovine here. Grab a light jacket early this morning, but temperatures warm up quickly under lots of sunshine. We go from the upper 50s and low 60s early on to the upper 70s at lunchtime. Sunny and low 80s on the way for this afternoon. And we'll cool right back down tonight to about 60 degrees tomorrow morning. 82 on our Tuesday, 83 Wednesday. Lots of sunshine the next couple of days. There will be a small chance of rain Thursday and Friday. Then we get to the weekend. Right now it looks dry, a little warmer Saturday. Cold front comes through late Saturday, cools us down. Sunshine in 70s for highs on Sunday. Georgetown County Sheriff's Office has arrested a man in connection to a hit and run that left a toddler hurt. Deputies say a two-year-old was hit by this man on Harmony Hills Drive in Georgetown County just before 7 yesterday morning. Yesterday evening, deputies detained 42-year-old Florentino Cruz Guerrero after they say he left the scene of a crash at the Harmony Hills neighborhood. That child was taken to the hospital for treatment. Cruz is being held at the Georgetown County Detention Center with pending charges. This morning, the Charleston and St. Andrews Fire Departments are investigating a weekend fire that sent a person to the hospital. Firefighters say they responded to a fire on Parkdale Drive off Highway 17 around 6.30 yesterday evening. According to officials, that fire started on the first floor of a two-story home. Teams were able to get the fire under control in about 25 minutes. Firefighters tell us the building has five total units and six people were inside when the fire started. One person was taken to the hospital, and officials say they believe one animal was killed. It's unclear right now how that fire started. Right now, the Hanahan Police Department is investigating after finding two people dead inside of a Berkeley County apartment complex. Hanahan Police responded to reports of shots fired at South Point Apartments on Saturday. Officers found a door cracked with the smell of gunpowder inside. There they saw two men who appeared to have been shot and killed. Hanahan police believe this is a targeted incident and that there's currently no threat to the community. The Berkeley County Sheriff's Office and County Coroner's Office are helping with the investigation. A settlement has been reached in the Folly Beach crash involving a golf cart that killed a new U.S. bride and her three others back in April. Officials say Samantha Miller was killed when a drunk driver rear-ended a golf cart with her and three others inside. Court documents state Jamie Komorowski, who's the driver accused of crashing into them, had been drinking at several Folly Beach bars leading up to the crash. Daniel Dalton is the attorney for Eric Hutchinson, who had just gotten married to Miller the night of the crash. Dalton and Hutchinson have now agreed on a settlement offered by the Crab Shack and the Folly Deli businesses. According to court documents, settlement money will now be paid to Hutchinson under provisions of the Wrongful Death Act. A judge does still have to approve of the settlement.
The Berkeley County Sheriff's Office is continuing to ask for the public's help in solving the murder of a 23-year-old Somerville man. Our Caitlin Ashbaugh spoke with his family about the work they're doing to make sure his name and story are remembered. The family has been working nonstop to bring justice to Hunter Baum after he was shot and killed on Nexton Parkway back in August. This weekend's task just a piece in the process for finding answers about what happened to him that night. The Baum family spent Saturday morning setting up banners and signs asking those who passed by with any information to reach out to authorities immediately. If you take a look at your screen, this is the car Baum was driving the night he was killed, a blue Suburban. It's shown on one of the banners while the other has a recent image of him. The Berkeley County Sheriff's Office says they arrived on scene at around 1.30 in the morning on August 15th. They found Baum shortly after in his car with a gunshot wound. He was taken to the hospital where he fought for seven days before passing away from his injuries. The family has raised the reward to $10,000 for any information regarding the case. They say Hunter was a protector for them, and so they won't give up hope in the name of returning the favor for their late family member. I just want every single person to hear Hunter Bob's name. I want them to learn about my Hunter Keith and talk about him. And I do want to find who did this to him. We all want to find who did this to him. If you happen to know anything regarding this case, you're urged to contact BCSO or Crime Stoppers immediately. You can do this anonymously. Reporting in Charleston, Caitlin Ashbaugh, Live 5 News. Well, we are working to learn more about why the Charleston County School District Superintendent was placed on paid administrative leave pending an investigation. Now, community and staff members are like are pressing for some more answers, and the members of the school board who put him on leave are responding. Nick Reagan joins us in the studio. He's been keeping an eye on all of this. Good morning, Nick. Yeah, good morning, Katie, Shelby. You know, over the weekend, the board, uh, they on both sides of the decision, they've taken to social media to sort of defend their actions. Now, the uh, no, to defend their vote, while community members in support of Galleon are preparing their next steps. One of those steps comes from the four board members who voted against Galleon being placed on leave in the first place. They've called for what they are calling a high-priority press conference today at noon. They're accusing their fellow board members of causing a, quote, week of intense public backlash, confusion, and community outrage when they voted to place Superintendent Dr. Eric Galleon on paid administrative leave pending an investigation and provided no reason. Meanwhile, the board chair who was on the other side of the vote has asked for the patience and trust, saying they can't legally reveal why they put the superintendent on leave. Galleon has found himself in a tricky position after only uh, getting on the job about two months ago. He was the only superintendent finalist when the other two candidates dropped out. He has taken very, a very slow start to the role, but the few actions that he has taken have been hamstrung by the board who rejected his hiring of two new executive staff members and denied his decision to promote the current interim chief academic officer to the permanent position. Now, several community activists have accused the board of racism in their a decision to put the superintendent on leave. There's a community meeting being held tonight at the Charity Mission Church for the activists to plan their next move to, quote, stop racism and discrimination. That meeting is at 7.30 tonight. Teachers, do you have room for a first- friend in your class? If so, 
Pet Helpers Adoption Center has launched a new initiative called the Teacher's Pet Foster Program. I love that. The center pairs adoptable animals with classrooms in the low country. And Life Five's Destiny Kennedy is live in Charleston at Pet Helpers Adoption Center. So, Destiny, tell us a little bit more about the goal of this initiative. Morning, Shelby and Katie. This initiative will give kids a chance to learn about animal compassion and responsibility. Teachers will have the opportunity to open their classroom to small adoptable animals such as guinea pigs, rabbits, and chinchillas. The program came about because the center started to see an increase of these smaller animals, so much so that they were running out of room and needed to find them a home. The program is done quarterly and the animals are rotated to different classrooms and schools. Students also can adopt these pets to give them a forever home. Pet helper staff will equip classrooms with all the essentials to take care of these pets pets and regular check-ins. Market manager at Pet Helpers Adoption Center says teachers also will benefit from having the pets in their classroom. So going to be some responsibility. The teacher may put some rules and things into effect for the classroom that they can't interact with the animals until they've achieved certain goals. So they're going to be mastering those types of things. They also want to be around the animals. So attendances seem to go up. They get to be a lot more attentive in class because there's perks like playing with the animals that'll go into that. So far, Styles Point Elementary is the first school to participate. If you're interested in applying, click this story at live5news.com. Reporting live in Charleston, Destiny Kennedy, Live 5 News. All right, Destiny, thank you. And while some classrooms will be getting a pet, students at Goose Creek High School will be entering the education metaverse. Sounds incredible. The school announced they would be one of the first in the U.S. to adopt metaverse education with the help of Victory XR. Goose Creek was one of 30 statewide winners in South Carolina for a bundle of 20 MetaQuest 2 virtual reality headsets and metaverse education classes with live teachers. This gives students the opportunity to learn through an immersed hands-on experience and connect with students across the state. Students will have the chance to hold molecules in their hands, spend an hour on a starship, and then take a walk outside the ship in a spacesuit, visit with Isaac Newton after traveling in a time machine, and so much more. Where was this when we were in school, <laughs> Katie? Oh, my goodness. The CEO of Victory XR, Steve Grubb, says, quote, South Carolina is pioneering this education metaverse initiative to address learning loss in a meaningful way with bold solutions. In a few years, all states will follow South Carolina's lead, end quote. So at the beginning of the show, I told you that actors Jack Klugman and Burgess Meredith tied in the number of Twilight Zone episodes they starred in. The show premiered 64 years ago today. Both actors appeared in four episodes each, and theirs are some of the most memorable ones from that series. Celebrating birthdays today, critic Rex Reed is 85, singer Don McClain is 78, Actress and talk show host Kelly Rippa is 53 and singer Tiffany is 52. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Morning Y'all from Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. Happy Monday. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.